0: Hello and welcome back to Upstage the podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel and I'm Abby. So this week we're going to do theatre news as always and then we're going to do the first of our show themed episodes. Yes. We're going to talk about Into the Woods, which is a Sondheim musical, a very popular Sondheim musical and I'm biting my tongue not to sing Into the Woods. <laughs>
1: Just the words Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Into the Woods. And into out the of the woods. woods. <laughs>
0: can't stop myself oh, it's, it's very catchy the music's good and we're going to talk about the plot and some of the songs and the themes and the kind of stage to screen adaptation all that kind of good stuff so stay tuned for that but first
1: theatre news the first bit of this news is that Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton and In the Heights fame is in talks to join the BBC's His Dark Materials adaptation. Mm. He'll be playing the balloonist Lee Scoresby. <laughs> balloonist. Balloonist is a great word. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, a limited series on the quarter. eight episode yes. jobby on the BBC.
0: Yeah, it should be good.
1: The next bit of theatre news is that Young Vic's hit production of The Jungle, which was on in 2017, is going to transfer to the West End later this year. So The Jungle was a sort of immersive theatre piece about the Calais jungle Mm. and refugee stories. And I didn't see it myself, but I heard really amazing things about it. So maybe I'll go and see it when it's at the Playhouse Theatre later this year. So the Playhouse is going to be completely transformed into the Calais camp. And the audience is kind of in the action. I've heard that it's really intense. Mm, um, I bet. And I think they're going to be doing a lot of work to make sure that that kind of feeling isn't lost, even though it's moving into a bigger theatre. Another thing I really liked is that they... Are going to be pricing 40% of the tickets at £25 or under to make it affordable and also giving a lot of tickets to refugees, presumably mm-hmm. through kind of charity schemes and things. So, The Jungle will be at the Playhouse Theatre from 16th of June, currently booking until the
0: 3rd of November. The final piece of news that we've got this week is the first preview of Tina the Musical is on 21st of March at the Old Witch Theatre. This is the Tina Turner Musical, if you didn't already know. Quite exciting well tina tina will be in town watch out for her on the streets and that's starring adrian warren who was
1: tony nominated for shuffle along a couple of years ago correct and this is her western debut and i'm sure well hopefully she'll be good because she's tina turner and Mm -hmm. it'd be real
0: bad if she was not good be real awkward (laughs) yeah on to the main event into the woods if you will please don't (laughs) how many awful plans (laughs) probably not Uh... She can't see the wood for the trees
1: into the Woods tells the story of a lot of characters you recognise from classic fairy tales, such as Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, Little Red, Riding, Little Red Hood. Riding Hood, and kind of vague Prince Charming figures. The story starts with two new characters, a baker and his wife, who want a baby but haven't been able to have one, and a witch tells them they were cursed but gives them a way to lift that curse. They just need to collect certain things. So, they go into the woods to find these things, and all the other characters, through various means, end up in the woods. Mm-hmm. And they all have various wishes yes. and desires. yeah And by the end of Act One, all the characters seemingly have their wishes fulfilled.
0: Yeah. And um, then the the interesting thing is that it then goes on to Act Two. And it becomes more about what happens after you've got your wish. What happens after you've got the thing that you thought you always wanted? And is it all that it's cracked up to be? And what have you done to kind of get yeah? And what that? did you have to do to get it? What sacrifices you made? What, what consequences are there? You, yeah. to your actions in getting your wish. It gets quite dark. It gets. It's not your traditional dark. fairy tale. It's not a family musical, really. You well, know, that said, that original fairy
1: tales are dark. That's true. I feel like what it does is it takes so Disney. Dysnified these dark fairy tales, yeah, and into the woods kind of takes them back, and it's like, uh, actually, let's, like reevaluate. Actually, these things were all quite bleak. Up this is yeah. yeah.
0: So the original production of this was on Broadway in the 1980s. There was a revival on Broadway in the early 2000s. There has been a West End production. There was also the version that. We Saw, which was produced by Fiasco Theatre, which ran in New York and then in London at the Manier Chocolate Factory, which was kind of a stripped down version. It was really good. We'll talk about that a bit later. Should we talk about themes? Yeah. The sort of broad themes, I guess, of the show are parents and children, I guess. I mean, there's the baker and his wife and they desperately want a child. There's the witch's relationship with Rapunzel, who she stole basically as a baby and is raised as her own and keeps locked in a tower with only herself for company there is jack and his mum they have a really close relationship there's little red riding hood and she's obviously got her mother and she's also visiting her grandmother and that sort of like familial relationship and there's also the relationship between the baker and his father yes which is in the stage show that he, his father was cut from the film but in the stage show there's a character called mysterious man um and he kind of also appears in the woods at points and guides the baker and he turns out to be the baker's father. Who...
1: I mean, we're just giving away the whole plot.
0: We're giving away the whole plot, but but he's the reason the baker is cursed. Yeah,
1: the curse was upon him and his household and that is why. That's why the baker can't have children.
0: Yeah. So it's about sort of the nature of having children and how you raise them and what you teach them. And it's also about growing up as a child and... What you learn as you grow up, and a lot of children, when their kids just want to be grown ups. And the idea that the world isn't that fun a lot of the time, and sometimes it is better to just be a child. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the story of Little Red Riding Hood, and this especially kind of. She sings a song called "I Know Things Now," which is after she's been eaten by the wolf, and then gets rescued by the baker. And she sings a song about you know she feels like more grown up now, and she kind of wishes that she was still so a child, much. she didn't know so yeah. much. Yeah,
1: Which is, you know, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I
0: absolutely can relate um, to that. Yeah. There's um, also a lot, a lot of kind of references to the idea of being a good person and yeah, what that and means. What,
1: yeah, so the protagonists of Act 1 are the heroes that you've grown up with yeah. in a lot of ways in children's stories. The good guys. The good guys. And it kind of turns on its head what it means to be a good guy and at what stage... Are decisions that a good guy is making make him a bad guy? Yeah. And what about the witch who's kind of framed as this bad person? Mm -hmm. What about her makes her any worse than
0: any of the other characters? Yeah. Um, So, like, the baker and his wife, for example, are sort of the central protagonists of the show. But to get what they want, which is a child, they have to steal a cow from a young boy, basically, and steal a cape from a young girl, and steal shoes from Cinderella, and there's a lot of deception the baker's wife in act two kisses Cinderella's prince but that it's... I don't think is ever morally questioned I feel like I at mean, that no. point in act yeah. two
1: she is not bad but at that point kind of enough of the moral expectations have been stripped back so at that stage you're just like of course of she co- is of course this, this would not? happen Yeah, because at that point she's got exactly what she wanted yeah a, she has a child and she's just like you know what that's
0: that's still not enough not what i wanted or, yeah you know
1: not what i thought it would be yeah it's just I interesting think, that it yeah. plays with
0: like the morals of that yeah. and the characters you are for at the beginning and not necessarily the ones that you're yeah. rooted for but i end.
1: think one of the key ones is is jack because the jack and the beanstalk story if you take it out of this story completely is pretty much what the story was yeah like there's very little change i mean with cinderella but just through interacting with the other characters her story changes slightly yeah not massively but you know a little bit Whereas Jack, that is a story you were grown up being yeah. told. And then you kind of, you look back on it. You're and like, he just stole he, a load of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the the poor giant. <laughs> and, and then killed wife, a giant. Like, they, they were just living their lives. And suddenly <laughs> this, like, annoying bratty child runs in. It's like, oh, I want this. Fucking steal that I'll have that, yeah. Oh, shiny and yeah you kind of are never taught to question it and you you're happy for him because he got a magic bean and he's yeah. having this adventure and isn't that exciting you are just like actually no mm. kind of a, a shitty thing to do there little <laughs> jack it's interesting how it plays with the morals of these fairy tales that you've grown up and i rooting. think another thing we touched on is that thing of wish fulfillment i think in life generally we're all always and this is kind of a thing ties in with the growing up theme as well that we're always wanting something
0: yes extra we're wanting like that especially next millennials is that a weird thing to say i feel
1: like that's putting us down i think it's everyone
0: it probably is I everyone think there's more, uh, but i feel like there's definitely a, like. a real success culture for millennials and i feel like yeah. you're like there's more but i think that's because there's more expectations yes oh yeah absolutely yeah. not because we're like it's yeah. just it's like yeah expectations that are Put on us, and it's like because for us a lot of things feel so unachievable. Because who's going to be able to afford a buy house? Like you're like, well, I need to get a promotion, or I need to have a side hustle, or I need to. Do you know what I mean? This is your side hustle. This is the best side hustle I'm ever going to (laughs) get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be such a disappointment. What a what a bleak side hustle. Yep. Sorry. We're not hustling, just to be really, really clear. We're just doing this because it's fun for us. But do you know what I mean? There's like a constant pressure. You achieve something that's like, okay, what next? Like, they can never... I don't feel like... As I'm, like, you're not allowed to just be like, do you know what? I don't have ambitions. That's I just... I'm just, happy with yeah. my life as it is. I
1: think that's just the way that society works, or just it's definitely in the Western world, is that there's always that thing that's bigger and shinier and newer. And, mm. and it's you always know, the thing that you don't and, have. Yeah. But even just in you know, technology nowadays, yeah. like, this was the best phone in the world and now it's 12 months out of date yeah you know it's just like everything is but i yeah. think that's just human nature as well and it's an interesting look at what yeah. that means and what it's in worth. a fairy tale sort of setting yeah yeah the exact setting where the story ends when the wishes are fulfilled yeah and or you, when you get happy. your happy ending yeah and that's it and you're happy now because you've got the one thing your heart desires yeah it's like well actually
0: it goes past that and there are consequences to how you got that wish and and what it means to your life and uh, if yeah it,
1: you know if you think about with Cinderella, just kind of even regardless of this show, sure she had a really terrible life, but you know she ends up being a princess. And what does that even mean? Like, what is yeah? What is that? What do you do? Yeah. How do you live? So she didn't have any autonomy before, but does she have autonomy as a member of the royal household? Who yeah. You know, who's just kind of there as a prop.
0: Mm. So yeah, it's a lot of interesting a lot scenes. of a lot of layers. So onto. More musical things. There are some really good songs in this. It's it's song time, so it's very motify and kind of jagged. Jagged is an interesting word. It's a lot of sort of dialogue in song. I will say one thing that's kind of interesting
1: musically about it is a lot of the themes are very catchy, sort of the into the woods refrain. Refrain, yeah. Um, a lot of things are very kind of jolly and catchy, and then we'll just have a little minor cadence in there yes yeah so you're kind of like isn't this fun i mean it's like into the woods and then suddenly oh it's a little bit dark a little bit creepy yeah so it's very clever how it how it plays with kind of your musical expectations as well as kind of your story expectations
0: yes should we talk about a few of our favorite songs from the show i've been singing giants in the sky to myself all day giants in the sky is unsurprisingly jack solo which is towards the beginning of the show when he's first been up the beanstalk it's very catchy. We also like Agony, which is... Agony is a, a brilliant song, song. That's sung by Cinderella's Prince and Rapunzel's Prince about the pain that they're both in because they can't have their women, basically. It's like a... a pastiche, is that the right word? Ooh, probably not. It's a good word. Thank you. It's probably not right, though. I feel like it could be right. It's meant to be humorous. Yeah, and and it is. It and, it, and it is, yeah.
1: Um, They are completely ridiculous characters mm. and the song is totally over the top. Really fun single too. And actually, this is one area, we'll talk, I know we're going to talk about the film adaptation yeah. later, but I think the film version of this is... actually captures, yeah. it's one of the, one of the, the most that really, really yeah. captures the kind of yeah, feel of the stage.
0: I quite like a lot of the Cinderella numbers, so I really like On the Steps of the Palace. I think that's catchy. I would say, just now to interject, that I prefer the revival cast recording, the Broadway revival cast recording, because I think that laura benanti who plays cinderella is just brilliant
1: i really like i know things now i as like well, i know
0: things now which
1: is the little red riding hood song that we kind of referred to earlier yes. yeah about maybe ignorance is bliss
0: maybe it's not all that fun to be yes. a grown-up
1: i think we both also really like no one is alone and yes. the children will listen section yep. of the finale I think The Children Will Listen is harping back to that theme of growing up and what adults teach kind of without even meaning to Yes. what children learn and pick up.
0: Yeah. And No One Is Alone is just pretty. No One Is Alone is beautiful. Yeah. Especially the revival version. No One Is Alone is towards the end of the show when all of the characters, the main characters who are left, have lost a really important person in their lives. So we should say in Act 2... In act two, a lot, pretty much everyone just randomly dies a lot of people get just trampled by the giant so no one is alone is sung between the baker singing to jack and cinderella singing to little red riding hood about you know even though they've lost important people in their lives that they are never truly alone and also the idea that even if somebody doesn't agree with you necessarily that they're not alone either which i think is quite an interesting just like it's very nice lyrically it's like someone is on your side no one is alone which i it's really pretty yeah it's a very nice song so they're really lovely melodies and yes. tunes. even
1: though i would say kind of the show as a whole has a has a lot of the kind of jagged bits we're talking about yes there are these kind of moments of just really kind of clear beautiful melodies yes
0: i would also just like to say i really like your fault which is basically an argument but in song between several That's how characters I have all my arguments <laughs> so everybody should have their arguments because yeah. it would be a lot more fun it sure would So yeah, that one's fun. And also, it's a great one. As we were talking about last week, it's a great one to sing along to all the parts of. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so fast-paced and very jacket as you said. We've also picked out a few just little lines
1: which we think sum up the themes of the show that come from the songs. It's kind of bringing together those two parts.
0: Mm. So one of my favourite lyrics from the show is from Children Will Listen, which is the finale. And it's, Wishes come true, not free. Bit of wisdom there for you. But it's just, yeah, bringing together the idea that even if you get your wish what does that actually mean for you and what are the consequences and what have you had to do to get there i've picked up kind of two bits that are, are linked a little bit so
1: one is one of the realizations that red riding hood has mm-hmm. which is that nice is different than good mm-hmm. which is definitely true so obviously we all know little red riding hood the wolf is very charming mm. and seemingly nice although really creepy mm, like just oh really, really deeply creepy yeah we haven't this mentioned this before we He's haven't really mentioned, he really is really
0: awful and creepy yeah
1: and kind of sexually gross and slimy yeah and there's a lot of double casting in the show mm. which maybe i shouldn't go off on a tangent now but i'm doing it <laughs> um so because this is our podcast <laughs> is our podcast and we and do what we want. doesn't have to make sense um <laughs> yeah there's a lot of double casting and two of the parts that are often Played by the same actor are the wolf, the kind of slimy, gross, creepy, mm. sexual, in, like, not innuendo because that makes it sound fun, it's Just sexually. Uendo. A sexual out um, wolf. <laughs> that actor often also plays Cinderella's prince. Yes. So it makes you think about what the parallels are in mm-hmm. the sort of charming, nice, mm-hmm. kind of sparmy and the wolf is a million times worse than the prince but
0: yeah it's, it makes you yes it's a lot of power one of the prince's best lines is i was raised to be charming not, not sincere. sincere so yeah nice is different than good it's just something that i it's wholeheartedly so believe is in true. life
1: yeah nice is bullshit <laughs> um i don't like people to just, to be nice
0: i like them no. to be kind and i feel like people often people who appear nice are actually not that nice i think that's the thing i think it's, obviously it's important to be kind even more than
1: good What yes. is good mm. but be kind, kind is and speaking important. of of what is good mm. one of the witch's lines is one that i pulled yeah. out this line is the witch to the baker and she says you're so nice you're not good you're not bad you're just nice i'm not good i'm not nice i'm just right yeah i mean that just that just sums it up I feel like I need I feel like I need to say something more intelligent but I just think people need to talk more about how being nice is not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. I just think yeah, you're always told just be nice and yeah, just being no. kind is more important. Be kind and be respectful and do realize your that best your actions have good. consequences. Yes. Mm-hmm. And don't just wish things for yourself, but wish
0: things for the world as a whole. Oh. So even if you don't know the stage production of Into the Woods, you might have seen the film because it had quite a Hollywood cast. So it it, really did. Meryl Streep was the witch. Anna Kendrick was Cinderella. James Corden and Emily Blunt were the baker and his wife. Johnny Depp was the wolf. Johnny Depp was the wolf, which was no, just, one oh, no one can do creepy sexual like advances like him. Mm. Yeah, Chris Pine. Chris Pine was Cinderella's the, prince. Yeah, a, a true highlight of the film. I think probably my favourite part about the film.
1: And also just so surprising because I did not know he could sing before no. seeing that film and he's also
0: rarely does comedic roles true he should do more comedy he should do more comedy because he was great it's obviously it's a Disney film so it does take out like we said before it takes out the baker's father completely as a character Rapunzel doesn't die in the film it softens I think the baker's wife's adultery It i think probably softens the whole character of the wolf a little bit i, th- yeah. I
1: think what it does is it tells act one quite well like yeah it's yes, quite it, true to it, the yeah it production. cuts things out just because a stage the stage production is a lot longer than people yeah. will sit through a disney film for so yeah they cut things out but i think they they keep the the general feel and the general of act um, one yes yeah like the story is pretty true mm. and then act two they don't want it to be too dark because it's disney or that's what it felt like and yeah. so a lot is it's very sanitized out. yeah yeah and it feels a bit dark but in a confusing way so yeah. you're not really connected to and i'm not saying that you're like
0: in the stage show you're crying like it's not that sort of darkness no. but yeah i don't know you're it doesn't commit to any of the deaths and so you don't really feel any of them yeah like, the baker's wife dies, but she just falls off a cliff, and it's like, oh, where where's she gone? And then Jack yeah. comes in with her scarf, and, and it's that's all just how a you realise that she's dead.
1: Yeah, and it's just a little bit confusing. Like, I think if you're watching it and you're not paying attention, mm. you could easily just be like, where'd everyone go?
0: Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And then suddenly everybody's really depressed, and you're like, oh, this has oh. taken a turn, but I didn't really realise it was happening.
1: Yeah. Uh, It all happens very quickly, whereas in the stage show, Act 2, I think is done really, really cleverly. And yes, there's a lot Mm. of chaos and a lot going on, Mm. but I think some of the darkness is kind of in that chaos that you don't have necessarily the time to linger on certain things until the end, when there's sort of the reflection-y songs. And I think in losing Rapunzel's death,
0: Mm.
1: I think that's quite a a big death for she. Because in the
0: film, Rapunzel and her prince get a happy ending, essentially, they escape the witch and... At one point, her prince is blinded, but she cures him with her yeah. tears because her tears are magic, apparently. Yeah. And then they escape, basically.
1: And she is a good character and yes, deserves a happy ending. She is a completely but, innocent character, but that doesn't mean that she should get one.
0: I don't I, know how I feel about. I kind of enjoy it. In a I kind enjoy of... it in a superficial way. <laughs> yeah, I just I almost wish it hadn't been produced by Disney and so could have fully committed to the darkness of Act Two.
1: Yeah, I also think that maybe Into the Woods is just the sort of show that doesn't necessarily work as a film, Mm. because it's a little bit unusual, and I feel like with a film musical you maybe want the kind of big catchy songs Mm. more, you want kind of people talking, and then a big catchy song, and then back to kind of more realism. Yeah, yeah whereas in Into the Woods there's no place to settle back into sort of no. a realistic film it's just all kind of out there and I think there were some amazing performances I think Red Riding Hood
0: Lilla Crawford
1: she is fantastic
0: yeah and Chris Pine obviously is oh. great <laughs> Emily Blunt is great as the baker's wife yeah I
1: think it's everyone performs really well I think Meryl Streep maybe got a little bit too much uh, I
0: agree I don't
1: think she deserved a her Oscar role wasn't big enough for that and it was all
0: makeup and she was just
1: a bit a bit too much like The Witch is a it big very... role but I feel like in the stage or the stage show that we saw you connect more to the witch. Because I think, you know, the witch is brought in as this big villain. Mm. But then actually, by the end, she's not much more villainous no. than the characters that you're meant to be on the side of. She's just yeah. a bit more upfront about yeah. what she's done wrong and what her priorities are. Mm. And, you know, she had reasons for her actions, just like yeah, all the other characters have reasons for doing bad things. I but mean, you're she p- brought in- She put
0: the curse on them in the first place because the baker's father stole from her. Like, yeah. it's not like he... Do you know It's not like...
1: Yeah, she it was wasn't. In the wrong. Un- exactly, yeah. So, I mean, well, she was in the wrong. She wasn't, you know, wrong. Com- but She was not completely. It, she in wasn't the wrong. unprovoked. Yes. Just like, you know, Jack was in the wrong, but he didn't kind of mean to do anything terrible. And yeah. the baker and his wife were in the wrong, but because they wanted something good at, at the end. And but the witch, you know, it. what she was doing with Rapunzel Does was bad. Does it justify the she- beans? Uh, yeah, whereas I don't know if it's because it's Disney or just because it's Hollywood, but mm. I felt like. Or because it was Meryl Streep and she didn't really give. I think it's weird like obviously meryl streep is amazing yeah but i felt like we, she gave a weirdly one-dimensional very sort of like phoned
0: in and she put the makeup on and she turned up and she did some witchy acting yeah and she went very over the top yeah. oh, i a crazy witch person and yeah. i was
1: like but where's where's is. the moment when you kind of connect to the witch she's the one who who is actually maybe more honest and more yeah. level-headed mm. and i feel like you don't get that with the film
0: i agree Yeah, I think it's worth a watch. I think, for example, it's better than the Les film.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: What isn't? I just can't even... I don't think I can quite put into words what makes the Les film so bad. (laughs) That is a story for a whole other episode. (laughs) Yeah. Very briefly, the production that we saw a few years ago was great, I thought. Like we said before, it was a stripped back version. It was quite a small cast. There was a lot of double casting. And did the people on stage play the instruments or the cast play the instruments they did
1: yeah and it was so stripped back that that kind of became a sort of comedic aspect of it yeah like they were kind of holding kind of shitty costumes and parts of it yes
0: and shitty props and like when the guy who played the wolf didn't he just have like a giant wolf head prop that he carried around with him while he was the wolf yeah and then he was also like the baker or something also
1: the cow in that production speaking of being emotionally connected to the witch yeah i was so emotionally invested in little milky (laughs) white the guy playing the cow was fantastic yep I feel like I should look up his name so I give him a shout but
0: (laughs) just stellar work stellar work Um, Cowman. yeah if you do get the chance to see a sort of smaller production of Into the Woods definitely do it because it is a show that translates quite well to a smaller space and a smaller cast
1: and a more creative it gives a more creative experience yes I think Into the Woods is definitely a show that should be seen on the stage if it can be the film is eh but the stage show is is really clever and thought provoking and mm-hmm. thoughtful.
0: Yes, and catchy. And catchy, as is evidenced by the fact that we're into gonna have woods. to cut out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut out at least twenty versions of Abby doing that during this recording. Uh, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> so that is into the woods. If you would like to suggest other shows that we give this kind of special treatment to, we might even do research on it. We'll get there one we day. We might. You can tweet us or email us. Or you can follow us on Instagram and comment on a post. You can visit our website. We have a website now, which is upstagepod.com. Instagram, Twitter at upstagepod. And our email address is upstagepod at
1: gmail.com.
0: Correct. It's now time for the ball bulletin. Nailed it. Thank you. We've got quite a lot of Michael it's Ball news for you this week, guys and gals. The first thing is something that we
1: missed last week is the Ball and bow. Michael Ball yes. and Alfie Bow performed an excellent whole em- little segment number in the 100th episode of Ant and Dec's, Saturday,
0: Saturday Night, night? Takeaway that, That's what Takeaway I said take that away. really strangely um, so you know watch Go that, watch that. it's great it's a highlight if you like Ant Deck, you will love it they do all kinds of things they tap they do some stuff with bells Ball and Bow do some Irish dancing oh it's great Alfie Bow is looking pretty slick these days he's groomed to he the is, nines yes he is Michael Ball also judged a category at Crufts. What was it like? We think he judged. Group utility dog I, or I couldn't quite tell if he was
1: judging it or just in the picture of the prize-winning dog. He was at Crufts. Because, yeah, the caption was just like, the dog's owner, Michael Ball, <laughs> and this other guy who judged it. But I was like, but was Michael Ball judging it too? Or did he just, like, photobomb this picture of a great dog? are great. Dog.
0: Right. Yeah, but that was uh, a... 10 sure. out of 10 dog mm. Michael Ball is also on the one show which I'm sure you all watch because yeah. who doesn't always watch the one show I like Matt yeah. Baker even liking Matt Baker doesn't make the one show watchable <laughs> that's true so um, he's been busy he has been busy he needs to get back to rehearsals he's got a show to do he sure does do we have any other any other business? Um, this weekend I finished watching Everything Sucks on Netflix and it's really good
1: and I would recommend that people go and watch that
0: mm. I went to see You Were Never Really Here which is a Joaquin Phoenix film Joaquin Joaquin, he was great and it's very short, it was like an hour and a half flat, it's like a thriller-ish, he plays a hitman and he has to rescue the teenage daughter of a senator from like a paedophile ring basically it's quite bleak, yeah, it doesn't sound fun it's it's not a laugh a minute but it's beautifully shot, directed by Lynn Ramsey who did We Need To Talk About Kevin and there's a great twist halfway through, I was literally sat in the cinema with my mouth hanging open, I was like so as
1: good as the plot twist Crazy Stupid Love,
0: better. What? <laughs> it was good. If you like Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin. you will love this because he was brilliant in it. If you don't like blood, I wouldn't go and see it if I were you. He hits a lot of people in the head with a hammer. No one dies and everything sucks. <laughs> if you like things that don't involve death, watch everything sucks. If you like death, <laughs> if you like watch death, the Walking Phoenix. Watch, you were never really here in cinemas near you. Okay, that's it now. Thank I'm you for fun. listening. We hope you like this format because we're gonna, we think we're gonna do this with other shows. Yeah, but we'll get better at it. We'll get better at it.
1: I feel like to be fair, this is quite a hard show to explain. It's a weirdly complicated plot. It's very so. Complicated. You either say kind of nothing and leave it very vague, or you're here for about you know. Which, I feel like three hours, like been. longer than yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So sorry about it. Sorry about it. Okay. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.